ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Janice Porter, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm extremely excited to have with me today Ginger (laughs) Johnson. Uh, Ginger is a new friend, and she lives in Talent, Oregon and is a connector, a speaker, an author, and also knows a little bit about women enjoying beer, which we'll get to. Welcome, Ginger. Thank you, Janice. It's such a treat to be here. I, um, I was introduced to Ginger by a new friend also that um, we had met, uh, Kirsten Anderson and I met through um, a podcasting organization that we were part of. And she suggested I reach out to Ginger and I was so delighted that I did. We (laughs) actually talked for quite a while, I think the first time, didn't we? So much so that your husband brought in beer, I think. (laughs) And I wasn't there, so I didn't get to to partake, yes. Um, So I think what really connected us no pun intended, is that we're all, we both believe in the importance of connectivity, of building relationship with people, and being curious, I think. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. I think you're absolutely right, Janice. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, first of all, about, you know, what your passion is in, in your business today. Wow. I want to connect the world, Janice. And so, the, the passion comes out and is manifested in, you know, the different things I quote do. Mm-hmm. Um, connectivity is really fascinating to me because there is no limit. There is no end game of knowing it all, knowing everybody, how you know them. It's, it's a really wonderful elastic arena to be thinking about. Like, who can I meet? How can I get to know them? What can I do to serve them? You know, what is the frequency of the relationship? I've got a whole framework around connectivity, Janice, that I wrote. It's in my book, The Connectivity Canon, because when I set out to cover connectivity and and share that expertise and that insight, I wanted to be really, really clear on here's a framework that you can plug yourself into. See, not everybody is the walk up to anybody and say hi kind of person. And I I understand that, you know, I didn't start this way. Um, But I do want to help people. Part of my passion, as you call it, part of my passion is to help other people know that they can do this thing called connectivity. They can meet people, they can get to know, they can create, develop relationships. Because when it boils down to it, when we end up in the ground with a headstone, who we knew was what made our life rich. So true, so true and well put. Would you say then that um, when you're teaching the skills of being a good connector and what's important in doing that, that you speak differently to introverts versus extroverts? That's a really interesting question. I do get the vert um, prairie dog that pops up once when I think it's a really interesting thing. Um, do I, I, don't, I don't change my message. 
But my message is my message. One of my coaches, Bo Easton, is like, your message is your message. You do what you do. And then what you do is you figure out where somebody's at. I mean, you know this, Janice. You figure out where somebody is at in order to serve them. So you start with the basics, the fundamentals of what you can offer and how you help the world. And then you figure out, okay, so where is Janice at? Where is Ginger at? What can I help them with? So interestingly enough, a lot of people who have been to my events or I've coached, whatever it might be, will say, well, well, I'm an introvert. It's almost like they're, I won't call it an excuse, but it's certainly something that pops up. And I, I really caution people to throw that out there as a doormat because that's what it can become. We don't want to use that as an excuse. Yes, we're all wired differently. It's totally valid. I completely get that. And everybody, no matter what your outward, inward, vert status might be, you need to figure out what works for you. And that's what I can help people with. So I don't change my message. I am aware because I'm doing the homework on the front end of like, where are these people at? Or as much as possible, you know, we don't, we don't know it all, right. but if we can find out a little bit of that, I can say, okay, this is what I'm recognizing or doing some pre-qualifications or some surveys or some, some front end work to make sure I can best serve. That's really good. Um, it makes me think of, uh, when you said that sometimes it can be an, an excuse and, and it's true. I hear people say sometimes, um, I'm not really good at remembering names. Right. You know, and that's the same kind of thing. Right. Goes into that same thing. And, and I always say, you know, it's a skill you can learn. You yeah. Know? And it's a mindset, right? Janice, yeah. because the second oh, yeah. we say, Oh, I'm not good at that. Then we're not good at that. Right. But what my, my husband will say that I love mine too. <laughs> right. I find husband who I adore. He says, I'm not, I'm not very good at names. And so, you know, okay, I get that. But if you shift that even one or two words, hmm, how can I get better at remembering names? Yeah. What can I do? And it's not about tricks or tactics or, you know, whatever. Some people, those work at the same time, connectivity can help people with permanent skills for everybody on I'd ask for somebody's name again. Like, gosh, I, I got to tell you, your face is familiar. It's terrific to see you. Your name is escaping me right now. Or something that is completely understandable to everybody on the planet. We're not all remembering everybody's name. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Great example. Something you said, uh, and I, I saw this. Oh, yeah, here it is. Something you said on your website um, it's just part of the conversation on there or the, the narrative on there. It says connectivity isn't networking. Mm. So in the blank. It is. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought this one up. Yeah. Connect to people what your thoughts are around that. Yes, absolutely. And that is something I expressly cover in the book too. Right. So here's how I look at it. Connecting is a verb. It's an action, Janice. Mm -hmm. We do it. It takes maintenance, it takes work, it takes investment, it takes intention. Network is a noun, it's a thing. So one way you could think about it is, okay, I connect to build my network. Those are very different things to me because connecting is real, it's human, it's face-to-face, -face, it's genuine, it's honest. Um, it is something you dedicate yourself to. Um, and networking has this background, even though the intention was to build your social capital in the early like 1900s, the definition was to build your social capital by networking. Okay. So I get that definition. 
but currently people think that it's more about glad handing and card shoving and I have to get to this event or I need to meet more people. Like, no, don't put that crap on yourself because you're just going to weigh yourself down. If you go with the intention of connecting versus networking, first of all, it'll be real, it'll be deeper, it'll be more meaningful. And it's not a numbers game, Janice. I think you know this. It's not about working the room, so to speak, air quotes there for listeners. Uh, working the room is a bad phrase to have in your head. Think about who can I connect with? One person is all we need. Now, I have my own personal goal when I go to an event, Janice. My goal is to meet between two and five people. That's very ambitious for a lot of people. It's ambitious even for me. And I still give myself a huge old round of applause if I've met one person and that was meaningful interaction. That's connecting because you're listening, you're engaging fully. You're not like, well, I've been here five minutes with this person, so it's time for me to move along. Right. Okay. So I agree with pretty much everything you said. I think that networking, um, the, the word is also an active word, but I think, you know, it's an, it's a verb as well. People go out and they are networking as well. However, I think that's just semantics, but I think the key is number one, as you said, uh, having a goal, being intentional and, yes. <clears throat> and knowing I always teach people that, and, I, and I'm not used that word in my networking, um, uh, training uh, about connectivity but that's exactly what I'm saying is that you need to know who you your goal is to meet at that event so do your homework and know um, is there any because this is the other thing today with with everything being so uh, easily accessible on on uh, the internet, like we can see each other, we're, we're connected, we've connected because we can, you know, it just, it's just like being in the same room almost, um, is that, um, I know I lost my train of thought. Oh, that it, it's, that it's basically, um, who do I want to meet and who am I going to make my, you know, my purpose to meet at an event. Oh, that's what I was going to say is that when you're at an event, you don't necessarily, um, people go networking and they're not necessarily in the right place for their, their target audience or their, um, key prospects. If you do things online, sometimes you can be more specific about targeting your prospects. You know, I teach LinkedIn. Um, I teach people how to do, uh, um, uh, searches that are meaningful to find the right people. But when you go to a networking event, often people don't do that homework first. Should I be even going to that event? Right? So they go and they come back and they go, Oh, well that was a crummy event because there was nobody there. Right? So they say, but they haven't really had a goal of who they want to meet and if the right people are even going to be there. So I always tell people, though, that you want to meet the speaker, you want to meet the person that's organized the event, and you want to meet two or three key people who I call hubs, who know people, who can connect you to people you want to know. But um, interesting. So it's about um, really, really keying in on that word connecting, right? Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing all that, Janice. To me, connecting is bigger than connecting and networking. It's really a, a philosophy. It's really a, a it's it's truly your why and your mindset, which are the first two steps in the framework in the in the canon, because it doesn't matter where we're at. It, it these connections 
can happen anywhere. I published my newsletter today and I talk about, I, I called love in the airport. I met somebody in the airport recently on, on travel and I have no, my only intention, Janice, is to welcome the unexpected conversation. Yet, since I'm a connector, I expect that. And I, and I, I go towards that and I foster it and I start it. I start conversations in my post office all the time. You know, my, my wonderful counter people are like, oh, here comes Ginger and there's somebody else. Let's see what happens. I bet they're just wondering what's going to unfold. But I think it's well beyond, like there's a component of developing your life very intentionally, whether it's career, personal life, dating, altruistic, whatever it is. That's great. Yes, you should absolutely think about where you're going to show up first. It is a huge waste of time and it's your own damn fault if you don't vet that event and don't realize what you're getting into because nobody likes the feeling of getting home and thinking, well, that was two hours of my life. I'm never going to get that, which is right. something you're alluding to. Right. So be cagey about it. And I would also say be superhuman, meaning so I, I like your philosophy of seeking out the speaker and the organizer in a couple of hubs. I think that's a terrific tactical thing. And don't let that make you so myopic, which isn't, I don't think that's what you're saying at all. Yeah. Don't make that so like bloodthirsty blinded that those are the only people you meet in the room because there are so many amazing people everywhere. Mm -hmm. So whether it's the post office, an airport conference, uh, a business event, whatever that is, to me, it's a philosophy way more than a noun or a verb. You know, made, you just made me think, I flash back on my mother, God rest her soul. She was an amazing networker without realizing it. She connected with everybody and she always made people feel um, special. So she would go to the supermarket and the butcher would be her best friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. would Absolutely. Make her best friend. So when my mom would go away on vacations, she would want to send the butcher a postcard. Yeah. That's the, and so I think it come, I come by it honestly in a way because she was, and this was before the day when it was easy to do those things, right? We couldn't text anybody, but it was, um, I think she had that, uh, servant attitude and, um, spread kindness all the time because when i would go to the supermarket or go down to the shopping center they'd go oh that's your mom doreen's your mom i love your mom everybody loved my mom right i, so, I already want to know your mom yeah. I know, wherever she might be <laughs> she's on yeah. my shoulder all the time right you know that's and I'm, I'm really glad you brought that story up janice too because your mom emulates the idea of the philosophy of a connector like we're going we're going transformation level here i hope everybody on relationship rules uh, relationships rule is cool with this because connecting networking whatever you call it what you're doing is developing the life you love this is the transformational part that absolutely makes me hum sing sing opera it's so powerful because what your mom doreen was living Truly, she wasn't just saying, Janice, you should do this. She was showing you she was it. She was living it. It was in her cells, her DNA. She was building the community of her life. That's what connectivity is. It's, you can glad hand all day. You can call it whatever the hell you want, but that's the core and fundamental of it. I want to know my neighbors. I've had two neighbors. I live in a pretty common suburban neighborhood. I've had two of my neighbors in the last month say, Ginger, you're really good at bringing the neighborhood together completely unprompted unscripted and they both were it was it was such a kind compliment that it really caught me I thought well 
okay, I, it's obvious that I'm out in my yard in gardening or I'm saying hello. Like, I want to know what's going on because when you know what's going on, you're more plugged in, you're better able to serve, yet safety rises, crime drops. I mean, just all these things. So it's way more than where should I show up? It's like, how do you show up? Right. And why are you showing up to begin with? Right. You really... It, it, then you become that person that you Yeah, that's the power of it. And again, circling back to the vert status that you talked about, introvert, extrovert, some ambivert, whatever the heck you call yourself, that's, that's irrelevant. It, to me, it's completely irrelevant because if you want something, you make something happen. Yeah. That's what connectivity is. So in the work that you do uh, in your business, is that what you're out teaching people? Who do you serve um, in your business today? You know, before we started recording today, Janice, you and I were having a conversation about a client I'm working with, and uh, it's, a, it's a really difficult situation. And so I, what I'm taking from that is my tenacity and my, okay, still bring your A-game, Ginger, still do the very best you can. And the in-my-face realization, Janice, is that I want to serve and I can serve best people who want this. It is truly the transformational level. And if you would have told me that three years ago, I would have said, you're like, what? What, do you, what does that word even mean? And I get it now. Transformation means taking charge of your life and making it what you want it. It's really that simple. So the ideal person who will want what I can offer, who I can truly help, who will see and engage is that person who whether it doesn't matter how much they know about connectivity, but that's either from the mildly curious, like what's going on over there to the, Oh yeah, that's my people. Those are the people. So it is, it is absolutely the speaking because speaking to me, Janice is a, is a whole room full of people who want to know it's the gift of people's attention and intellect and time. Like I take that so to heart. I had a VIP event a couple weeks ago, 23 people came to the event and some people were like it was only 23. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's fantastic. 23 people want to improve their lives and they're trusting me to help them with that. That's, that's the magic that I want to live every day. So the speaking is, is a group. And then the dynamics, as you well know, and a lot of your listeners know, dynamics create this mushroom cloud of possibilities and ideas. And it just, it just like, mm. we just want to soak it until we hyperventilate. So speaking definitely, programming is another form of speaking to me. So people hire me for workshops and events and both their own events to come into, you know, the Janice Porter Creative Agency and say, you know what, our team really wants to get better at connecting with our customers. Great. I can help you with that. Your mindset's already open. Mindset has to be in place. Has to, has to, has to, has to. You've got to be POW, as I call it, positive, objective, and willing. Pow. Like pow. Yeah. And it, it packs a punch quite literally because if we carry around those in our why, we can do anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's the, it's the speaking, it's the programming and teaching workshops, things like that. I do do some high performance coaching. Um, people who are high performers who, who are really willing to do the work, mm -hmm. um, which is a small segment of the population. And that's not a denigration. It's simply a fact. Yeah. A lot of people like buying the coaching, but then it sits on the shelf and gets dusty with the old piggy bank. So um, people who are really vested and I, right now I have a phenomenal client. She has gone through a huge transformation with herself and I've been the one to help her guide her forward. And that's, that's transformational for me. Exactly. Yeah. You get such 
I know because it's so it's so rewarding when you can see that change in someone else. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I work with um, with a lot of um, uh, sales professionals, realtors, mortgage brokers, mm -hmm. and uh, financial planners in in uh, in both parts of my business, um, my LinkedIn training and my um, referral follow up system of greeting cards and gifts that I use. Mm -hmm. But what's really right. interesting is you know, there's a lot of people in those industries, particularly the realtors and the mortgage brokers, who um, you really have to sift through a lot of them because a lot of them don't get that feeling of showing people they care. And yet they're in such an important part of people's lives that it just blows me away. Yeah. I know I'm always sifting and sorting the kind of people that not only, you know, want what I want to share kindness around uh, the people that they do business with, but they get it. And otherwise it's, it's like, you know, climbing the stairs all the time, going upstream. It's crazy. Okay. So I just listened to a Ted talk you did four years ago, I think 2015, a TEDx talk. Nice. And it was called what do a hammer beer and women have in common which you know number one you're an amazing writer i i loved your speech it was so um it was so enjoyable and and informative and i recommend people check it out uh tedx talk in it was napa valley napa valley right napa okay valley. and i want to ask you two questions one um a little bit about you know what you were doing in that industry and how you went from there to what you're doing now <laughs> what I was doing in the industry question one I set out in 2008 to find out why more women didn't engage in beer the reason why was that I was in the beer community by a relationship and I looked around the pub one day and I I didn't see very many women who had a beer in front of them. And I thought, what's that about? So it was a seemingly innocent question, Janice. Well, did you like beer at that point? Were you a beer? Beer's fine, but I'm not, I'm not over the ledge about okay. it. Okay. Um, it, was, it was more of the opportunity. I'm an opportunist. You're a marketer, right? You're a marketer. I'm a marketer. I'm an opportunist. I'm paying attention. I'm curious like you are. You know, you're like, what sounds going on? And nobody, like, is anybody talking about this? Is anybody studying this? Let's find out. So I started teaching and digging into that, doing a bunch of research, qualitative research, fascinating, blew my head off. Um, and then about a year and a half into it, I was really restless. And I thought, what's really going on here? And what was going on, Janice, is I was studying gender equity. And it happened to be through beer and women. It could have been, you know, donuts and raccoons. It wouldn't have mattered. But it was fascinating to learn when I learned one of my, my first book was on women and beer that don't sell me a pink hammer and um, which ties to my hardware part of that title again. Um, and so that's what I was doing with that. And once I realized that I was studying gender equity and how something as innocuous and as truly global as beer in relationship to women could change our world for the better, there was a much, much bigger picture out there. So that's, I, I, and I remember the moment, Janice, too, you didn't ask me this, but I remember the moment where I shifted and I thought, I'm not going to do women in beer anymore. Okay. Yeah, I was, I had done festivals for about four years. I did the circuit. I did like between 20 and 30 festivals every summer. I was making a killing because I have a retail background. I knew what I was doing. I was giving customers who previously had been unaddressed, unacknowledged females in most cases, the attention and respect they deserved. And I was just doing it because I was doing it. Like, why wouldn't I do it? 
And they responded. It was just berserk. It was so much fun. Um, when I realized I was unpacking from one of my festivals, a great festival that I love, but I was unpacking and usually like sorting through my sorting and sifting, as you call it, and, and getting ready for the next one. Like I was truly uninspired. I'm like, I am never going to make the impact I'm going to make by schlepping stuff out of my van. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I turned a corner and it took me a while to figure out what was next. It took me a year and a half or two years. I get that. Yeah. yeah. And, and so one lesson I would, I would share one message I would share with the listeners here is like, don't give up on yourself. It, it can feel like abysmal. It can feel like I have no idea where this is going. So do what you can do and keep going because two years later, like I popped up out of that prairie dog hole as I tell in that kind of story, like, Oh, it's connectivity. And by the way, I'd always been doing it, running the festivals, giving the talks, doing the tastings and pairings that I've done hundreds of with beer and food, which I love to do because I, I love food and beverage. Uh, it was, I was connecting with people. So that's why when I would, I would, the, the prairie dog story briefly is like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt like a prairie dog. I'd pop up out of the ground like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. And I'm all excited. And then I go back underground because it wasn't that. <laughs> and I did that three or four times. A great visual, right? Yes. Did that three or four times. And then finally, when I popped up, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's connectivity. And I remember that day. And I thought, that's great. Now let's figure out what this thing is. So having the faith and trust in yourself that you'll yeah. figure that out is, is not, um, everybody can do it. It is extremely difficult for some people. It's hard even for me with a lot of energy and so forth, but I, what's not hard is to stay focused on my purpose, my why, which is to connect the world. That brings me back. I rely on great people and friends like you who can say, you know, Ginger, you've got this, you know, what do you need from me? And, or I can call and say, Janice, I need some help. Um, so that, and that, that goes more to the transformation side of being willing to say, all right, I know I can figure this out and I need the help. Nobody gets to the top alone. And if they do, it's lonely. That's why it's lonely. That's, that's a great story. Uh, I started to think though, while you were talking about the, the beer side of it when you were doing that industry mm -hmm. were the big were the big dogs coming at you and talking to you and wanting to hire you were you sponsored by the beer companies did you have conflict with them or what that's a really interesting question nobody's asked me quite that way um no is the short answer in fact i was i should probably genuinely flummoxed absolutely mystified which is one reason why i shifted away from beer because I, I did, I've done groundbreaking research, qualitative data mm -hmm. research mm -hmm. on females and their relationship with beer that nobody else on the planet has ever done. Nobody has since done brand agnostic. Wow. And I thought that, oh, well, everybody's going to want this, right? Yeah. Because this can change the world. This drives business. It drives sales. Well, I wasn't very good at getting my message out at that time either. So you talk about relationships. I knew how to start a relationship, but I wasn't clear on what would resonate with them. So, so while it was very meaningful work, I'm still proud of it. I will still do it very, very selectively. It will move the needle. I did not get a lot of calls. I worked my butt off. I was relentless knowing that it was up to me to build my empire. Mm -hmm. And I know thousands of people in beer, Janice. <laughs> Because of the connectivity, right? Yeah. Interestingly enough, not a lot of them have come with me into connectivity. And you know what? They're all good people. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I have a completely different North Star now. And so yeah. um, if I, I wish they would have, 
because I know that what I share, what I can share and what I can offer them and what people can find out even in my book that's available on my site, that that can change their business. There's 50 tactics alone in that one single book on, if you do one of them, you will change everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I am working so hard in something I believe in and I'm not figuring out how to do this. And so to stop making my head bloody against the, the wall, I'm going to shift. Mm -hmm. And so I shifted and it's, it's, it's been a lifesaver, a game changer, whatever, you know, pithy thing you want to put in there. But I also am sleeping better. I'm happier. I bring all that with me because it still informs what I do. Like I have this really unique window, this really unique peephole into people from having done that research. Um, and it certainly gets people's attention when I'm speaking and it can be a hook in some of my talks. Right? Exactly. I wonder yeah. though, and, and this is for another conversation, I think, I wonder if the timing wasn't right for those people um, in terms of what you brought to the table, whether it was the wrong people in the, in the right organizations, and maybe it needs to be different people. I don't know. I'm just curious, of course. And, um, and whether, um, you know, they, I don't know. It just seems like it's a shame because you brought a lot of interesting things to the table. So another conversation for another day. Definitely. Perhaps yeah. I think over a beer when I'm, when I'm <laughs> in your hood, let's do it that way. Let's shall we do that? Yes. Okay. So I know that your message is very clear about um, evoking positive change and mindset in a disconnected environment and creating a culture of connectivity. I took that from your website. And I do think that, that is a special message. I am definitely going to um, make sure that people know in the show notes, and I'm going to ask you again in a second how to find you and your book and, and so on. But I'm going to ask you one last question, if I may. It's really irrelevant to all of this. <laughs> but it, was something, it was something that you said and that I read in your um, bio on your website that you give dinner, par dinner parties and you said that you love food and beverage. So I want to ask you if you could invite like five people to your dinner party Ooh. live or dead who would you invite oh because well, i think that would be fun you get a seat at the table um i who would and I, I know i put you on the spot so oh, no no that's okay i mean there's just so many but um i'm really strategic these days about dinner parties okay. um i love to get people in the room very intentionally like, i'd invite you for example and say okay oh. so who do i want janice to meet Oh, see how your mind works? I love it. Yeah, right? It's not about me. I love being the host because I like bringing people into my home, welcoming people into my home. It's how I think of my business too. They're in my home. Mm -hmm. And how can I take the best possible care where I'm anticipating before they have to ask? So a few people who I would love to have, um, well, you know, Michelle Obama would probably be a phenomenal guest. Yes. Um, Eleanor Roosevelt has long been somebody I've admired. Lady Gaga fascinates me. Oh, yes. Yes. Love it. Susan Sarandon. Um, mm. Seth, Seth Godin could probably have some, some glib one-liners of, of deep meaning, of course. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Barack would be welcome to come with Michelle. Uh, <laughs> or you could pick her up and just I, Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? I... Uh, Kendra Hall really fascinates me. She's a, she's a rising star. She's a speaker on storytelling. Um, Wait, what was her name? Kendra Hall, K-I-N-D-R-A-H-A-L-L. I highly I encourage all your listeners, if they want to get better at telling their story, 
get in, like get in her stream. She's, she's remarkable. Um, so you know, just about anybody's welcome at my table. I don't, I don't have any tolerance for arrogance, um, Janice. And so if you're arrogant or your ego is on your shoulder, you're, you need to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, that's one, one gift really of having a connector's mindset. Everybody has something to offer mm -hmm. and everybody has something they want to talk about. I'll, I'll wrap this up with, uh, by telling you that we have instituted a 12 meals of December. So every December, my fine husband, who I adore, and I host multiple meals in December. And we send out an invite. Hey, pick the dates you want. You can pick more than one. Yeah. And people come. And the only thing we ask is, do you have any allergies? Okay. So uh, we're not looking for preferences. That's, that's, we don't yeah. care. That's not the point. But allergy, you know, we don't want anybody. We don't want an ambulance coming. Right. And, and um, we've done it for two years. And we're going to keep doing it. And it's fascinating the connectivity that happens the relationships that start the people who walk in like oh well I already know them that you didn't know they knew yeah and it, food and beverage is such an equalizer Janice it's we we all sit on our butts or we stand at the table and we put our elbows up there and we lean in and we engage you don't have to speak the same verbal language but we speak the same human common language of connectivity we want to know other people we are social creatures our lives truly depend on it and it makes life wonderful. So why wouldn't you connect is one way to think about it. That's why I'm on a mission to connect the world. And I'm so glad to be connected with you, my friend. Oh, bless you. This was delightful. I'm so um, appreciative of the time that, that you've given me to interview you and to have this conversation. And thank you again. So how can my audience find you? And again, I will put it in the show notes. Janice, you're wonderful. I'm so glad we're connected. Um, how can they find me? Gingerjohnson.com mm -hmm. is the best place. It's got my YouTube channel link, um, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, Instagram. I'm still learning Instagram, so bear with me. me <laughs> um, and the book? the book is on there underneath the shop, the Connectivity Canon. The Women Enjoying Beer book is there too. It's a marketing book. So somebody who wants marketing tactics, regardless of what their category, mm -hmm. can learn something from that book because it's consumer insight. That's okay. what that is. Awesome. Um, and, um, and they can reach out to Sarah, my fantastic associate too, about bookings, speaking. I'm happy to be podcasts on other people's podcasts because, you know, great people like you. It's so much. Really, Janice, this is pretty selfish because I just wanted to talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that I get to, like, if there's anybody listening who wants to reach out to me, I am extremely accessible. They go to my website. There's a contact page. I respond to every single email. I would love to know how I can help them better connect with their world. So thank you so much for the opportunity. I can't wait till we share that beer in person. My pleasure. And me too. Thank you so much. And remember everybody, stay connected, be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. 
So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.